What is up, everyone? Happy Friday, December 10th. I'm Chris Manning. That is my guy, Evan Damerold. Today, we're going to talk about trades, I guess, because there's Damian Lillard fake trades, that one that ESPN put out that is uh, Cavs-related. And then we're going to talk about Karis LeVert because the Pacers are going through some stuff right now. And we're going to talk about Cavs-Wolves, which takes place Friday night and is the first of a two-game swing for the Cavs this weekend. That is all coming up today on Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And also, I want to thank you for making Locked On Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. And we're on the way to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Go hit subscribe right now. Are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Evan, we got a we have a busy Cavs weekend ahead. Cavs Wolves actually should be tons of fun and Cavs Kings will be a game that will certainly be a basketball game. Um, it's good to see Tristan Thompson come back uh, finally with a full arena. I mean, did I'm trying to think when Boston was in town last year, were there fans in attendance or no? You know, no idea because guess what time since March of like two years ago is just just feels fake. Feels fake. Yeah, we have two Sonic the Hedgehog movies in the ether now, um, folks. I'm an aside. I'm very very excited for the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I, I never really liked the games. I got into it with Sonic Mania. But then I saw the first movie because I'm like, it looks awful, and it was pretty bad, but I had a fun time watching it, and usually I'm a cynic when it comes, and a big grump when it comes to movies, so just, <laughs> Idris Elba is playing Knuckles the Echidna blows my mind still. But yeah, no, this would be a fun weekend for the Cavs. Yeah. Um, Evan, let's start with Damian Lillard, because there's a, there's a, you got some engagement on a tweet that was uh, taking a ESPN fake so trade. So much so that someone from Cavs PR said, wow, your Twitter was busy today. And I'm like, was it? Because I muted notifications on the tweet as soon as I posted That's it. like, honestly, one of the most depressing sentences I've ever heard is someone asking, wow, your Twitter was busy today. I think I would like off myself if someone was like, I would just walk into the lake. Well, my heart sank for a second because I'm like, who did I piss off in the sextant sphere this time? And I'm like, no one. I haven't really talked about him because... They're not a championship team without him, and two, he's not a part of the plans going forward right now, so why care about it? Yeah. Okay, so this Damian Lillard trade, um, <laughs> I'm just your, your shenanigans, I just move on. Why don't you run th- run through this trade, to run through what it is. Oh, golly. I'm, Let me, I can pull it up, and oh. I'm going to go off it at the top of my head. I know the crux of it is Isaac Okoro and Colin Sexton and then multiple picks from Cleveland on Cleveland side of things, and the Cavs get back. Damian Lillard and Robert Covington, which, oh, thanks for everyone who got me to pass 6K. That's pretty cool. But um, sorry, I also just saw Here we go, Larry Markkinen in the military fatigues with the Yushanka and sniper rifle, and I chuckle again. I'm pulling it up. Don't worry. <clears throat> so it'd be Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, Kevin Love, a 2022 first-round pick from Cleveland, the 2022 second-round pick from Houston, and a 2024 first-round pick from Cleveland, all unprotected. Be- Why is there a gap in years? Because of the Stepien rule, because of former Cavs owner Ted Stepien. But in return, Cavs would get Damian Lillard and Robert Covington. I was surprised by the pushback. I mean, I get why Cleveland wouldn't do this trade. I think the Dame aspect of it is like my biggest hang up as well, but I'm more surprised that people weren't 
on board with the fact that it would take so little to get Damian Lillard to Cleveland. Yeah, I didn't feel like this trade was like actually like all that realistic um, from that standpoint. It's like, very it's very unbalanced. Like Portland, like the argument ESPN made said is like this is the best package the Blazers would get in terms of young prospects because they also floated a trade with the Sixers that doesn't have Ben Simmons. They get Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey instead. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. But I, I think Portland could do better if they really wanted to go in. Like they could they could call up Oklahoma City tomorrow and I'm sure the Thunder could roll out the farm for Damian yeah, Lillard if well, they wanted to. Yeah, I think there's two other parts. There's two things of this that, that came to mind for me. Number one, I think that um Dame is gonna have a say in like where if he wants to go, he's gonna have he's gonna do some dictating behind the scenes to to get where he wants to go. I don't like spoiler alert. I don't think the Cavs are like on on that list. The second part of this, well, I'll no. do three things. Number three, number two. I don't like Robert Covington's like actually not as good as as people's like reaction him was. Like people were like, oh, they get a really good wing defender, blah blah blah. Robert Covington is like only really good as like an off ball defender, and he's not a good primary defender. And he doesn't he's not shoot a good point of attack defender anymore. No, 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 no. He's too. He never really was, to be honest. And he's mostly be, be, always been really good as like an off-ball team defender who gets steals and stuff. Also, isn't a great he, shooter. He, he he peaked during his time like Philly, and then after he went to Minnesota, he was pretty he, he, solid he, for a little bit. He, but he became like a center basically, who like defends wings, like that. That uh-huh. is like an off-ball. Like that is like there's a reason like the Houston front office and that version of the Rockets like really coveted him. Uh, Coveted, Covington. Coveted, Covington. See, you see what it did there? Yeah. Um, the, the other thing of this is I think the Dame, if you're, I think if you're a team going in on Dame, you have, you're, I think, telling yourself, Damian Lillard is 31. We're going to pay him tons of money the next couple of years. Our title window is now. I don't know if I believe that the Cleveland Cavaliers title window is like staring them down the barrel. I don't know if this is the kind of, I don't think like getting Dame and like bringing well, him especially in. Especially if they trade Colin Sexton. Well, yeah. And I, I think if you like go all in on Dame, you're trying to like become a title contender. I don't think this gets the Cavs there. And like, he's like, I, I think like sometimes you can, we can overrate like how in sync, like your ages are and things like sometimes like some of that stuff I think can be overrated and overthought as we're kind of picking nits on trades. But I think for this, I just don't like, I don't want, I, 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 if I'm broadly, well, and we talk, we'll talk about this with Carousel for two. If I'm the Cavs, I'm still at a point where like, I am probably, I am looking for upgrades. I'm like looking to see if I can get a certain kind of upgrade. I, it's like blasphemous to say, cause I love Dame and I'm a Dame true believer and like the leadership stuff is real and like all that stuff. I just don't know if this is the thing that I am like going all in on. And again, I do not necessarily believe that like Damien Lillard is like, gonna be like yeah i'll I'll go to cleveland i just like that isn't something yeah. cleveland but i just don't think that's like something dame is if dame's gonna go it's gonna be like a clear-cut title thing where he can go and compete and probably kind of dictate where he wants to go well does he have a no trade clause in his contract um i don't think so i don't think he does either so this could very much be like a Cavs situation with Kyrie, where they just find the best offer for them and them as in portland and team teams absolutely absolutely have the right to do that like they do yeah and i just don't think portland's gonna do that though because one that's a pr nightmare this is arguably the best player in franchise history who has been now on the record saying he wants to sign a two-year like 80 something million dollar contract extension or something like that like he wants to be a blazer for life like this could be a pr nightmare on the portland side of things because dame has made it very clear that he wants to ride this out with portland i think his hands-off approach is really 
what's hamstrung him the most. And I think his frustrations are kind of his own fault with the situation there. Like he could have been more active in star recruiting. He could have been more active in telling Neil O'Shea and others like, Hey, I really want Jason Kidd as a head coach instead of just saying it once and then being indifferent about it when they don't really pursue Kidd, they pursue Chauncey or you could say, Hey, I question a lot of these free agency moves. We should be going out there and making star player moves because again, I'll remain on the record. I think that Blazers Western conference finals run was a fluke because they beat a gas Nuggets team in double overtime in Game Seven because I think that was also the battle, the night of the yeah, battle of Winterfell. Yeah, too. I'm, I'm, so. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little just like if you make the conference finals, like you get credit. Like I, I don't that that. Oh, you get yeah. no. This credit where credits due, but at the same time, like they had a clear path to get there, and a lot of things went their way to get there. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, why aren't the Blazers repeating? I'm like, well, it's pretty obvious because one, CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard just will get shredded defensively on the Cavs side of things, though. Well, like, yeah, let's just... This would be a mess. So, I'm saying, yes, like, I would say I would not do this. I understand why you might, but you're also saying no, okay. As There's better talent plays out there for the Cavs if they really wanted to go big name hunting. Okay. Um, I think that's right. And I think we sound a little picky here, but... I I think you're at a point... I'm not focused on the young core, but I'm I'm focused on that partially. Mostly Mobley, Garland, and Allen... Yeah, it's those if you three can guys. go out there and you cash, accumulate the assets you've acquired to go get a big name star, I'd prefer it to be a wing player. If I had if I had any fight in the game, but the Cavs are a little bit of a goofy organization when it comes to team building. I don't question it much because it's somehow still working, but I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I I still like we don't always like really know what sometimes they think about some of this stuff. Like I just it's just like it our track record of like what Kobe Altman and his staff sort of like actually views is like sort of like skewed by just like like the moves speak for themselves obviously but like like i think i've well, seen a letter from the desk at kobe alt <laughs> uh, uh, then i'll tell us nothing uh, um the they miss colin sexton well um that just good 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 pr move on, on that part chris quit hurting your brand man jeez I, I think like the marketing thing is like an opportunity cost. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that's all you do. But the marketing <clears throat> thing is like I think like an opportunity that presents itself and you try to like maximize it. And like I think the Alan like I, I there's yep. just like some of the there's like just some unknowns in like the the philosophy here that I feel like it makes it hard to sometimes project some of the stuff. But Evan, let's talk about another player after yeah. the break, Karis Levert. Um, we'll, I want to talk about marketing just like for 30 more seconds too. Okay. Come yeah. Let's talk about marketing and, and we'll get into the vert after the break, but uh, we got some ad reads and, and you're up first with, with our friends. At, uh, I believe no, I'm up first with our friends at Shopify, Shopify, nailing it. Na- look, you know, only nailing it. We got to separate some things today. Shopify um, is awesome. If you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical location, locations using Shopify point-of-sale POS. Our, their point-of-sale app made accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, do in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Right, right now, go to Shopify.com backslash LockedOnMBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Go your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA right now. Again, that is Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA. 
Today's episode of Locked on Cavs is also brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Do not, and I mean do not, let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill today to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Just because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has saved over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million combined. That's a lot of Skrilla. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Evan, you have another Lowry point. Let's get into that before we move on to Karis Silver. Yeah, I think Lowry Markin, this is an opportunity for him to kind of rehabilitate his image. I think he's done a good, a pretty good job of that so far with the Cavs. Like, I think he's showing that he is still a good three-point shooter. I think he's showing that he can play, do a little bit of other things other than be a spot-up shooter. I think the non-guaranteed year in his final year of his contract or partially guaranteed year in the final year of his contract is a really interesting trade caveat for the Cavs. And I would not be surprised if Cleveland moves Lowry this offseason to maybe make one of those talent play upgrades because marketing makes a lot of sense on some contending teams. I'm sure he makes sense in Cleveland too. You can make that argument as well, especially if they move on from Kevin Love. But at the same time, Marketing's preferred destination was always San Antonio in the grand scheme of things, but money got caught up on it, so then Cleveland put their name in the game. And Chicago also made things difficult, too, because the Bulls were really ready to make things uncomfortable and drag this out in extension talks. So, I don't know. It's just really what I'm thinking. Like, the Cavs could, sure, they could make a trade for Dame Lillard tomorrow. I would question it. But at the same time, like, it's weird to think, like, this is how Kevin Love gets to gets to Portland finally. It's not to play with Dame Lillard, though. It's to play with C.J. McCollum and Colin Sexton and Isaac Okoro um, next season. But, yeah, I just think Markin is going to be, like, not a key trade piece, but he's going to be part of salary and maybe a little bit of a talent play because he's maximizing his potential here in Cleveland right now. Yeah, it. I think he also has, like, he's one of the few salaries they have that is, like, good for salary matching purposes. And, like, that's just... That's just part of it. Like they don't have. It's not a like lot. You're, it's not like they're trading a bad contract either. Like right. it's not a bad contract att- attached to a bad player. Like he is right. serviceable. Yeah, and then like in theory, like if expiring a deals don't take it on much value, but like a love marketing, like love expiring plus marketing in the off season, like is a lot of money you could combine that you could like kind of attach picks to. And I would forty something million, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, all right, Evan, let's talk about Carousel because the Pacers are in a very uh, tricky. Uh, situation. They are have Miles Turner kind of unhappy with some stuff that is going on there. I thought they read that. I was like, "Geez, Louise, that's yeah. not good." Uh huh. They've uh, they were there's reports two days ago that they are um, linked that they are potentially going to look at trading Turner, Sabonis, and Levert. Um, there 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 are some there are some questions about like when they'll do this, how aggressive they'll be in that, and stuff like that. What I will say, oh, and I should note that Chris Friedel of Cleveland.com um, reported that, quote, multiple members of the Cavs organization are reportedly fans of Levert, so keep that in mind. When you look at this Pacers situation broadly, the Cavs are obviously not a, a Turner or Sabonis team, right? Like, they have no. Mobley now. They're not going to make a move for one of these two bigs. Levert is the guy you would look at. What do you think of Karis Levert? 
I don't dislike him. I understand why the Cavs are fans of him, especially after losing Colin Sexton, because it's clear, especially against Milwaukee, when Darius Garland is off, if you have like Drew Holiday th- putting the clamps on him throughout the game, um, you need a secondary offensive creator in the backcourt to kind of alleviate some of that pressure that Darius is facing, and also maybe create if Darius is off on a certain night as well. Like, yeah, he's on a hot streak, but he's going to have bad nights too, every player does. So... I don't dislike the Karis LeVert play. Um, my hangups are, one, what would Cleveland give up for? Because either they're going to have to give up a lot of key rotation pieces to be closer to the luxury tax threshold. I don't know if they'd go over it if they traded certain players for him. But let's <laughs> the, say the, it's... The, if there's, let's just, I'll put this on the... I'll just say this is very bluntly. If the Cavs are going to be in a situation where they are going to make a trade... There is really, I think, no world where they should or would go into the tax right now. It is not worth it for where they're at right now to do any kind of trade that put them in the tax. It is financially a, be a dumb a decision to do title so. team. Yeah, they aren't a title team. They 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 are a playoff caliber first, possibly second round team. You should not go in the luxury tax for that. I will forever remain in the mentality. There's no need to rush on it. Um, like trades become open next Wednesday for certain contracts and it becomes more open after the fact, but because December 15th is the date that guys that were signed this offseason can thus be treated. Yep. So it's just like, why rush into that? I think maybe the Cavs, they are a patient organization. They do take certain things down to the wire. I give credit where credit's due there. They are, they are good at that sometimes, but why rush it? Why would you try to gut your roster? Because people are saying, oh, trade Isaac Okoro and Jetty Osmond and, like, Dean Wade. And, like, that still doesn't even work. So you still need to make up, like, $6 million in salary to match Karis LeVert as well. Mm-hmm. And you give up future picks as well. Like, why would you jeopardize next year's draft? Because let's say the Cavs trade for Karis LeVert next week. Let's say he is a shot in the arm for them and it gets them, like, that six-seed spot so they avoid to play in. And they lose in the first round. Great, they don't have a first-round pick because they probably put, like, top 10 or lottery protections on it. And I don't think that's worth it in the grand scheme of things. Because also, continue to see what's growing here. I'll reiterate, Darius Garland told the media after their win over the Bulls, like, people need to be patient with Isaac Okoro as well. Um, Maybe see what you have closer to the trade deadline. If Let's say, like, the Cavs are trending upwards and they're becoming a playoff team. Maybe they make a move that kind of just pushes them over the edge a little bit. I'd prefer to see like a Buddy Heald or a Harrison Barnes type play if I and could. Those are they, those are just even trickier to get to. And Barnes would be are. like all these trades are tricky. Is the thing? All these trades are tricky, and you're gonna have to give up one of Kevin Love. You're gonna have to probably give up a young piece as well. And like I think that's where it gets a little uncomfy for me, and I just don't think it's necessarily worth it when teams books will be a lot more clear and a lot less murky next off season. And the Cavs can then go make like a talent play. Like I'm not saying Brandon Ingram is available. I think Brandon Ingram is a player that would be more available if like Dame Lillard says I'm done with Portland. But if the Cavs are able to get their ducks in a row and keep their chips on the table and they cash in next off season, I think again, that's just the more realistic move. And then you like, you say, okay, they have a playoff caliber team. Let's build upon that. Then really make the push for like, the second round or even the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that. Yeah. So the the two obvious mechanisms for a Levert trade would be Osmond plus Rubio, or excuse me, Osmond plus Sexton or Rubio straight up. You, you could do other versions where, like you sent Kevin Love out and take two players back. You could um, do other versions with young with like more young players and stuff like that. Like None of these things are exactly clean is sort of the thing here. 
I don't like hate the Levert fit. Um, that the, if there's concerns about it, it's like not a not a particularly like he's he's not been good this year for one. Like he's just not been good this year, and you could argue like some of that's the injuries, and he does have a very like tricky injury history that is concerning. Um, I'm, my man had cancer. Well, so yeah, but tough. even aside from that, there's also just like the dating back to him like in college and things like there like the reason he was fell in the draft was was injury concerns. Like, and I don't think he's ever like fully dissuaded them from folks. Um, as far as like what he is an offensive player, very mid range heavy. Which isn't like bad per se, but like he's not a three point shooter in volume. He's uh, this year he's in the bottom ten percent of wings in terms of three point rate. Like not he's never made them at like a clip where you like feel very good about him being a shooter. Twenty seven percent this year, thirty two the year before, thirty seven and thirty six, thirty. Like he's had two good years, and then every other year has been like in the thirty two to thirty four percent range. And this year he's even lower. You know, good at the rim for the most part. Um, pretty pretty good in the mid range, all things considered. Even though it's like probably not the most efficient use for for what he is. Like I I think ball handling and shot creation is like clearly a need for this. Like even if you were gonna say, okay, we're gonna resign Ricky Rubio this offseason, we're gonna keep Sexton. I don't think like a, a, a getting more guys who can handle the ball to some degree is like even a bad philosophy. Um, I, I wonder if just like this is the th- if depending on how much this would cost, like I think the shooting is is a concern, um, but I, I I don't hate it. I would like this is like also just like lower. This would be lower risk than Dame because it's shorter amount. It's this year and it's this year and next year. The cost drives would be much lower. If you wanted to like keep your first, I think you like theoretically. I think maybe you could like if. You could find a way to do it where, like, it's not like maybe the Houston second and do some other seconds. You maybe avoid giving up a first, like, or you could slap some heavy protections yeah, on them. Like if, that's, like, if that's tenable. Yeah, there's like some machinations where, like, you wonder if you just you're helping Indiana. The, the name on Indiana that actually like intrigued me the most in a vacuum, but he's not tradable until next summer because of his extension was Malcolm Brogdon, just because he's this like bigger, sturdy defensive guard, like can shoot it, like. Brogdon just, is a player that pair would pair really well with Garland. Uh huh. Yeah, but he's not available to trade until next summer. So like that's it's if we're talking about the right now, it's you look in Indiana, it's like Levert and like TJ Warren would also be interesting. But TJ Warren has not played due to these Achilles injuries, and like he has not been the same since the bubble. So like nope. you could do like love for like Levert and Warren, but like are you getting anything out of TJ Warren this year? It's like very up in the air that if that would even help you right now. And Levert this year again has not been. All that good. He's not been the Levert of like whatever Levert's apex was. I I don't think by all accounts. Um, but I I mean like I'm I'm intrigued. I'm not like not intrigued by Levert. It's it's a little tricky, but I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am too. I don't. Well, I, I, I don't hate. I, yeah. No, the fit the fit yeah. makes sense. Like it absolutely it's makes not, sense. Like it, it's it's not clean. It's like none of none of these. It's none, not clean. Here's the, there are very few. Here, here's the thing. I would also it's sort of my philosophy on this which is a very pompous way of saying what i think about this so i I apologize for sounding like a pompous d-bag in terms of what you're doing with trades i don't think fits are ever like exactly clean right like there are very few guys that are just like clean and perfect and fit anything and stuff like lebron is like unique for a variety of reasons one of them is because he can fit a lot of different styles of play some better than others others obviously but like that's how this works. Yeah. I think Levert would be like a interesting fit, but not perfect. Like even Ingram, who I think would be like the highest end kind of thing that people kind of fantasize about, would be like a really interesting fit. In it, but it's also not as like if the defensive stuff, like if he go, continues to be kind of eh on defense and like that's 
like yeah. makes it like less of a fit and the, there's all these other things all of this stuff is complicated it could work and not work i i, I, I again i've we've said this before i think the next two years of the Cavs, if they continue on this trajectory if garland and mobley and allen as a trio kind of leads this team where it seems like they might be headed then they are how aggressive they are and what kind of players they go after is going to be one of the more interesting stories in the league Evan, but after the break we're going to talk about Cavs wolves Just which yeah one last thing for context yeah the Pacers only had to give up Victor Oladipo for Karis LeVert, and they got a second-round pick for their troubles. Yeah, so, so. maybe yeah, maybe get him for the, the it's the salary thing is really the trickiest part of this because the Cavs like don't have like tradable salaries. They're already like a yep. thin team, and they don't have like like trading like two rotation guys for yeah. Like they're they're in a they're in a really really weird spot. Um, so let's just keep that in mind. Okay, but we're gonna after the break we're gonna talk about Cavs Wolves, which takes place Friday night in Minnesota. Kevin Love, the Ricky Ruby homecoming, all kinds of feels. But first, got to tell everyone about our friends at Stance. I love Evan. I don't know if you've ever gotten to wear Stance socks. Oh, I love them. I adore them. They're really soft. They're really unique. They're ton of fun to wear. Um, I have a couple pairs for running, and they're like my favorite running socks because like they're just super comfortable. They keep my feet supported and cool. They're great. And like they give you a sense of confidence because you're feeling good and you know you look good. Founded in twenty in two thousand nine, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. There are some great designs. They have Batman, Star Wars, Harry Potter, the NBA, Bob Marley, Marvel, a ton of other stuff. I love their socks again for running. Um, you know, I I have a, also have a pair of uh, Star Wars socks from that have Darth Vader in them that are a couple years old, but I still wear them anytime I'm I'm just chilling and watching some Star Wars. Evan, do you have a favorite of the designs? Uh, stand socks are actually my dress socks of choice. So when I have to go to formal events and things like that, I usually like to peacock a little bit with my socks. I have a goofy pair. Uh, Disney's Goofy that my mom got me a few years ago. They're one of my favorites and it has like the back of his head on the back like where my calves are and his face on the front and it's really nicely stylized. Other than that I um, have a lot of calves ones back when they're the official sock of the NBA. Look and Stance believes that it is the perfect fit uh, matters. Stance believes the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those that who feel good, do good, go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 50% off your purchase. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of life less ordinary with stance. All right, Evan. So, one less trade proposal for you from okay. listener Matt Bracallo, who just DM'd me 15 minutes ago. Bryn Forbes for Kevin Pangos and Denzel Valentine in one of either the Houston pick or the San Antonio second rounder this year. Would you take that? No, I. Why would I? No, what? I don't think Bryn yeah. Forbes is like juicing my gills. He's got, he's got Michigan State grit, though, dude. Okay. Um, no. That's Vickerstaff. I yeah. wouldn't hate it. I guess I don't know. The the Spurs have a bevy of guards. I think the Cavs should really hit up San Antonio to see if they can pry one of their guards. I don't. I don't want a hands. guard. I want a wing. If I'm the Cavs, is the thing. A guard with wing size, Chris. But Bryn, how tall is Bryn Forbes? 6'2", so no, obviously... Yeah, that's... Oh my god, he went to Sexton in Lansing? It just writes itself. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, I'm absolutely <laughs> done with this. This is, that's, that's a hard no for me, dog. So, the Cavs-Wolves. Evan, what are you mm-hmm. looking forward to in this game? What? Give me a thing that you're intrigued by. Uh, Rudy Gobert 
embarrass them, even though contrary to what Patrick Beverly and Anthony Edwards said. So I'm interested to see how Evan <laughs> Anthony Mobley Edwards and- saying that Christoph Porzingis is the the best rim protector in the league is some wild stuff from Anthony Edwards, who I adore otherwise. Because that, that's a I, wild. I adore Anthony like, Edwards. Dude. He's my favorite post game player because it's always just something's gonna happen um and he's a he's just a fun player overall and i wish people didn't dog him as much um hope he i hope he, hope he trusted how, him trying to dunk on jared allen might might fucking rock if that that's happens. that's one thing i'm looking at is how they protect the rim against edwards and more so how they defend cat because anthony edwards told um carl anthony towns like listen stop waiting for the double team you're the like one of the strongest and baddest dudes in the league you should just be running the floor and getting down and trying to impose your will on the paint i'm interested to see how a young Cavs team that really tries to form their identity in the paint defends cat on this one because i a lot of people are down on carl anthony towns just as a player i'm still high on his upside i think he's really good for the wolves and what they're trying to build um i question a lot of the other moves they've made up to this point but I like Cat personally. I'm just curious to see how the Cavs handle him because if he gets going, it could really be a snowball effect because, like, D'Lo could probably cook Darius. Like, they're probably going to throw Isaac on D'Lo to start the game, don't you think? Or uh, it, oh, that's he's a got tough a, matchup. I, that's putting, tough. Yeah, I almost think Isaac has to defend Edwards because, like, he has the strength to at least, like, try. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I honestly, I think Darius would be fine on D'Lo. Well, I don't know. Then there's the marketing factor too. Former Wolves draft pick Larry Marketing before he was traded to Chicago. Yeah. But, um, and looking at who they, I always wanna... look at the defensive matchups. It's the first thing I always think about is how are the Cavs going to defend the best players on each team? So and if the, Larry Marketing yeah. really just becomes like my. Well, there, there's, there's no. This is this is this is pretty easy to me. Um, let's just say they go. Well, the other night, Dilo looks like Dilo didn't play. Um, but let's let's just say they go. D'Lo, Edwards. I'm, I'm gonna up the injury report too. Yeah. So like, like, so they went like Friday. They went, um, Beverly, Edwards, Prince, D'Lo Jared is Vanderbilt. Questionable. Okay. McKinley Wright is out, and Pat Beverly is probable. Okay. So let's just say they go D'Lo, Edwards, Prince, Vanderbilt, Towns. Okay. Garland defends D'Lo. Okoro defends Edwards. Markkinen can hide on Tower and Printer Jared Vanderbilt. Evan Mobley hides on the other one. And then Allen defends Cat. That's pretty straight up to me. Well, I don't think you're hiding Mobley. At. Mobley just plays it, off of one of those. Yeah, hiding is the wrong word, but he's going to like just like then, sit on them and camp in the paint and then like eat up space. Be a free safety. He's going to like help onto Edwards in, in Towns. Like he will play a lot of help defense and so, so will Markkinen. Markkinen on Edwards would be like an insane decision to be like one on one because Edwards would, will cook him. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, like, that's I wonder if JV's going to overthink this because he thinks Laurie is a good defender sometimes. Because like I've seen Laurie defending some of the better players on teams to start games. I'm just like, what are we doing here, folks? But um, I think maybe we'll see some more of Lamar Stevens minutes as well, just because of what Minnesota possesses and what they present. Um, Cavs are actually uh, Cavs are actually a minus one favorite right now in this game. Interestingly, on the road, that doesn't surprise me. The Wolves are not very good. They're better than and they're like they're better. They're better than, than last now. year, yeah. but they're still not great. And then Danny Cunningham was on the pod. He'd defend them tooth and nail right now. So because he's a Minnesota boy, transplant living in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I guess I want to see the Rubio reaction. 
Um, I want to see that yeah. as a ton thing. And I, I just – Towns is sort of like the guy that I, I want to see how he plays against what the Cavs are doing. Um, yep. That's just like my biggest intrigue factor is like this is a good test for Evan Mobley too. Like this is – Towns isn't consistent, but he is all-star quality. And how Mobley defends that is going to be always interesting to me. Yeah. If the Cavs win this and then they could just, uh, win on the second night of a back-to-back back at home against the Kings on Saturday, like that just is another successful week. They'll be on a three-game winning streak at that point. Um, yep. All in all, like would be a fairly successful run of play here for the Cavs. And they get Jimmy Butler in the heat on Monday if Jimmy's available. Yeah, uh, which uh, they have a nice little – Interesting little like stretch of games for the Cavs coming up ahead of the holidays. You get Houston next week, who's not good, but like has won a bunch of games in a row and has the KPJ. It'll, I am like curious to see like what the KPJ like discourse will be. I think it's probably gonna suck. Well, I'm sure Cavs fans can be overwhelmingly toxic about it and like wring their hands over things like Chicken Little. This whole situation, they moved on. It's fine. The Cavs will put up outside Houston's locker and welcome back Kevin Porter Jr. because they did it every time Kyrie came to town, even though Kyrie never played. So, Yeah. Uh, but this should be a fun weekend. So what we're going to do, just because yep. this is obviously only our fourth episode of the week, um, I will be recording a recap of Cavs-Wolves Friday night with a look at Cavs-Kings uh, for Saturday, and then we'll be back on Monday recapping the Kings game and looking ahead to the Heat game. Um, and we have a ton of fun coming up here as we get deeper and deeper into the season and the Cavs kind of trudge on together. The Cavs are... Um, one point favorites per our friends at Bet Online, and thanks again to Stance, to Shopify, and to Truebill for sponsoring today's show. Again, file follow Evan on Twitter at Evan. Find me on Twitter. Well, you know, actually, don't follow me on Twitter. Twitter is a dumb website. Don't follow me on it. I hate it. And uh, everyone, we'll be back on Monday, or I'll be back later. Evan will be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, Evan. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, everyone, have a good weekend. Enjoy themselves. Uh, stay safe as the holidays are around the corner. If you need to do any Christmas shopping, shop local. That's all I gotta say. Oh, yeah. Remember, Evan, next Wednesday, we have a gift exchange we're doing. Oh, no, I'm ready, dude. I bought you the gift bag. I'm so ready to go. Oh, I I wrapped it. I wrapped yours. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. What do we think the the security guard at the arena is going to think when they, like, check our bags and there's, like, Christmas gifts? They'll be like, what's this? I'm like, I have a Christmas gift for someone. No, I'm going to make sure we walk. I'm going to arrange it so we can arrive at the same time and make it as as awkward as possible. We can film the entire thing and post it on Locked On Cavs. I don't want to do that, but we we should. We'll maybe we'll do like a maybe. We'll, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put this in the cool. books now. After post game media, we're gonna do the gift exchange and we're gonna do some pre game chatter on Spotify Green Room. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, we haven't. Let's do that. that Let's do that. Fun. We'll vibe. We'll talk about some stuff. Talk about like whatever and open Christmas gifts. It'll be a good time. All See right, everyone. Then. Be well. Talk to you after the week. Talk to you after Cavs Wolves Friday night.